What's up, everyone? This is Matt Vote of The Lifestyle Practice, where together with my partners, Derek, Steve, and Justin, we help dentists just like yourself achieve your goals and dreams through practice ownership. We work with clients in a couple different ways, including free content like this podcast, as well as our online TLP Academy, which has over 70 video modules and tons of other resources and through one-on-one coaching. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe or just pass it along to a friend who might enjoy it as well. Uh, Remember on our website, thelifestylepractice.com, when you visit, you'll be greeted with a pop-up with the opportunity to submit some information about your practice and receive some completely free feedback, no commitment or questions asked about your specific situation. When you submit, this comes directly to our inboxes, Derek, Steve, Justin, and I. And we do this and get back to you with some feedback because we want to help doctors just like you. So take a moment to head over to our website and check us out. And you can fill out that survey or get started working with us. One more note as well. We've been kind of blown away by the response to our TLP Mastermind group, which, as you probably know, is currently closed for new members. Uh, The first group of 15 dentists got started last month being led by Derek, and uh, feedback's been awesome so far. It sounds like it's going great. Due to the response we've gotten, we may have some information soon about the next group to launch. So keep your eyes and ears peeled. If you want to get on the wait list for priority access to that next group, take 30 seconds right now, pull out your phone while you're listening, and email me at matt at thelifestylepractice.com with the subject TLP Mastermind Waitlist. And you'll be the first to be notified when that group opens up. All right, let's continue our startup mini series today and talk about everybody's favorite topic these days, employees and staffing. So much fun. Last episode, we talked about marketing and how to get new patients through your doors. But the true potential of your practice, all things being equal, will be measured by the strength of your team and your leadership of that team. In my opinion, this is just as much an art as it is a science. And in this episode, we'll talk about how to staff a startup efficiently and then go into management and leadership a bit, which certainly isn't a new topic for this podcast. So let's start things off with the basic philosophy of staffing a startup or any growing practice for that matter. You've got to be adequately staffed to do the dentistry that needs to be done in your practice obviously, but you've got to do so in a way that's efficient because staffing costs are one of the biggest overhead items that a practice can have. So for a startup practice, that means having one front desk team member and one dental assistant hired and ready to go on day one. If your startup is open, say, three days a week initially, and maybe you're working an associateship the other two days of the week, just at the beginning as things get off the ground, I do like the idea of that front desk team member being available and answering phones on the weekdays that you are not doing dentistry in your practice. So that may be, you know, the one or two additional days per week where you're at your part-time associateship where your business is open, but you're not actually there doing dentistry. One of the biggest mistakes you can make as a startup practice owner is not being available or able to convert the people who call or contact your office into new patients. New patients are the lifeblood of any practice, but especially a startup practice. In a startup, an empty day early on can go from bad to good if you get a new patient in who's in pain and maybe do a root canal, core, and crown and get them out of pain. 
And then because they're so happy with the work you did, they bring their entire family and they tell their neighbors and they tell their friends and it can really be a snowball effect. But if you never answered the phone in the first place or checked your email, it wouldn't have happened. And that's a very real scenario. And especially early on in your practice, it's so important to capitalize on. When it comes to scheduling in that way as well, having the ability to schedule online these days is is so important. It's such a low-hanging fruit, and so many practices are out there not allowing patients to do that. They have to still pick up the phone. And let's be honest, less and less people want to pick up the phone these days to, to do things. With one dental assistant and one front desk team member, you'll be filling your schedule with all types of dentistry, new patient visits, uh, and yes, that includes profies and doing your own hygiene for a bit, and obviously the operative dentistry that those patients need. Now, when it comes to staffing and your team in general, this is an important point to realize. You've got to grow intelligently and not just throw people at problems, hoping those problems fix themselves. So let me elaborate on that a bit. I hear this all the time or some version of it. Well, you want to be overstaffed a bit so that you can handle any same day dentistry that comes up or so that someone can cover for another person if they're sick or if someone quits, et cetera, et cetera. Why on earth would a business be overstaffed for those reasons? If you have needs as a business, yeah, you want to staff to those needs, but also have some safeguards in place to be able to handle those really busy times that sometimes pop up in our days as dentists. But we don't want to have people just sitting around waiting for that to occur. Not only is that inefficient, but it can start to create a culture issue in your practice where maybe hard work isn't a part of that culture. I, I see it happen often. In a startup, there are lots of ways to keep your team small, but be more efficient. One hack that is kind of obvious, but incredibly useful is having a dry, dry shield or isolate available in every operatory. When you have one assistant in the early stages of your practice, you can be working with a patient, maybe prepping a crown or doing a filling for a few minutes while your assistant steps out for a few precious minutes to run sterilization or flip another room or do something else that needs to be done. This is something that seems small, but it really helps to handle a busy moment or a time when you might run behind by a few minutes during the day. And most importantly, it doesn't come at the cost of a part or full-time employee. And I'm not saying, just to be clear, that you want to run your team ragged and never hire anyone new. I, I'm just saying that there are creative ways to handle problems in the office without always hiring new people. In the past few years, as we all know, the job market has changed throughout the country. Pay and benefits have gone up, hiring has become much more difficult, and so finding these little hacks is even more important now. Another little hack for having an efficient team is to simply just get more out of them, and not by just telling them what to do because you're the boss. I think that's a bad idea, but in, more so incentivizing them for working efficiently. You're listening to this podcast, so you probably know about my practice, Derek, Steve's, Justin's, and how we all use bonus systems to motivate our teams. We see clients doing this as well and encourage them to do so. And it's a very easy way to reward hard work or going the extra mile with your team. And it gets them into a bit of an ownership mindset as well, where they can really feel the effects of their hard work and the benefits. As a startup, one of your biggest advantages compared to 
say acquiring an existing practice is that you have the opportunity to set up a culture and systems in your practice your way. You don't inherit someone else's dirty laundry. So when it comes to your team, you have this opportunity to establish a culture however you want it to be. And it's going to be hard work to do that. But if you do it the right way, it can be beautiful. It can set you up for uh, you know nirvana in your practice with your team. So in my practice, that culture is hard work. It's doing your job. It's supporting your team members, enjoying their company and accomplishing a mission together, which is taking great care of patients and helping them better themselves and their lives. And then feeling the reward of pushing ourselves through that monthly bonus. All that being said, you've got to be ready as a startup to hire and hire quickly when you're growing. And that often occurs when you are booking out a certain number of days on your schedule. So usually it goes something like this, the hiring process. Once you are booking out a bit or unable to get a new patient in for a week or two, you'll want to look into hiring a part-time or a PRN hygienist for a day here or there to take some of the hygiene load off of you as the dentist so that you can be able to do more operative dentistry. And then at some point, it will make sense to pull the trigger and hire a full-time hygienist. This is a step in startup staffing that's an important one. And it's important to get there as soon as you can, in my opinion, um, not just because of the, of the benefits to your practice, um, but obviously we, we don't all want to be doing hygiene for forever. Uh, but it's a necessary evil with startups, unfortunately. Because you can only do so much dentistry, when you're also doing your own hygiene and doing everything that is required for new patients, like the, the chit chat, x-rays, perio charting, intraoral photos, discussion of needs and treatment, et cetera, we want to get to this step as soon as we can. All that work takes a lot of energy. And it's something, like I said, that, that most of us just need to bite the bullet on for those first few months, but it, it definitely hinders your ability to do the, the operative dentistry that you've trained your whole life to be able to do. So not only is hiring that first full-time hygienist important to free you up to do more dentistry and really start to grow, but you will immediately see a jump in your treatment acceptance as well when you have a hygienist on your team, if you're, if you're doing it the right way. If you have a hygienist who is a true clinician and isn't just scraping teeth, they're going to be discussing patients' needs and potential solutions before you even come in the door that day. And we talk a lot about co-diagnosis at TLP, and having that strong hygienist is a very key part of that equation. Here's a fun story about a current client talking about staffing a startup. I have a client who is right at the cusp of opening his doors, and he already has a ton of patients on the books, even before he's opened because he's done all of the right things like we've talked about on these on these previous episodes of our mini series. And he's gotten to the point where he is actually already booking out a few weeks for new patients, which means what? He's already able to hire a hygienist if he wanted to to help take some of the load off and and get back to being able to book new patients and schedule operative patients sooner. Now whether that's part or full time is yet to be seen. We're working on that right now. Uh, but that's the magic of great location, great marketing, and great new patient numbers each month. It's going to propel you to growth. 
So going on from here, your team of one front office, one assistant, and one hygienist, you're just going to continue to hire as needed, keeping in mind your overhead, staying in good communication with your team about how they feel about their workloads and their jobs, and also considering how far you're booked out to see new patients, recalls, operative patients, and emergencies. When you are hiring, say, your second assistant or hygienist or front desk team member, that's going to depend on the nature of your practice. It'll depend on how you like to do dentistry and at what pace you like to do dentistry, how many patients you see per day, et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, that's what we help with with our coaching clients. It's not always a black and white decision. And analysis paralysis is very, very real when it comes to hiring. One of the biggest mistakes I made as an early startup practice owner was not hiring a hygienist sooner. I was booked out full of new patients. I was busy each day. Um, it took a little bit of time to get back in to see me for operative dentistry, but I was in the trenches and working so hard that it took a different perspective from a coach of my own to open my eyes. And I had my eyes open to the fact that in order to grow and practice the way I wanted to, I needed more clinicians in my practice. It's very important to know why you're hiring somebody and doing it at the kind of the exact right time or else it can cause issues. And like I mentioned, it's just as much of an art as it is a science in your practice. You'll be amazed though, if you're a fast growing startup at how quickly you may be hiring. It's not too, too far after that first hygienist comes on board that if you have a healthy recall program and people are being reappointed for their six-month recalls, you have a strong perio program, you're going to need a second hygienist pretty quickly. Uh, so be prepared for that and know that that's going to be a, a lot of your time and energy, especially early on. If you are not a practice owner yet, the, the staffing and the team management of your practice is a huge, huge, huge part. And it can take up a lot of energy, especially at the beginning. But having that great team and getting those puzzle pieces to all fit together, it's one of the biggest keys to having a successful practice. You know, I had planned to transition here into chatting about team management and leadership, but I'm looking at the clock and I think that's probably enough to chew on for this week. So let's see. Next episode... We'll plan on touching on the leadership of your team, which we could honestly talk about for hours, but we'll also do uh, a case study of the growth of my own startup practice to where it is today. And honestly, that should be a wrap for our mini series. It's been awesome to hear all the feedback and, and hear from everybody who's thinking about doing a startup or is in the midst of one right now. Um, it's just so, so fun and so rewarding to see that. So thanks for reaching out and, uh, giving me your thoughts on the, on the mini series here. So next episode, I would also like to answer your questions when it comes to startup practices. So if you have any questions, if you've listened through the mini series that haven't already been answered on the podcast, please send them my way via email. It's matt at the lifestylepractice.com. And we'll have a little question and answer session, um, on the next and likely final episode of the startup mini series. So as I always mention, if you're thinking about doing a startup of your own or you're an existing practice owner and you would like a coach by your side for that process, that's where we come into the picture at TLP. That's what we do. When I look back 
at my own practicing career, there are a number of things I would have done differently. And I know that hiring a coach sooner in that process would have helped me avoid those blind spots and propelled me to growth. Like I said, you can email me with any questions or to get started at matt at the lifestylepractice.com or visit us at our website to learn more about what we do or fill out that survey for some free feedback from myself, Derek, Steve, and Justin. Until next time, cheers. We'll talk to you soon. Sicker than your average.